Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I want to talk about why real estate prices change when interest rates go up. And before I get started, I want to share with you a quick story with you of something that happened to me not too long ago. Back in February of uh, this year of 2022, I attended a commercial real estate investors conference. I've shared this before on this podcast. And when I attended this event, the speakers on the stage were all overzealous on the market, every single one of them, exception to one. And all of these guys went on the stage and they were saying how great apartment investing is. And I concur, I agree with that. How great real investing in real estate is, how great of a year it's going to be, and how interest rates is going to have zero effect on what happens in the market and what happens to prices and that they saw prices continuing to go up. I mean, collectively, this is what, exception to one, I'm saying 95% of them were saying from the stage. And I sat there. And I got to be honest with you guys, man, I almost felt insulted. I almost felt like my intelligence was insulted by what these guys were saying. How can interest rates go up? That means the cost of debt go up and the prices of real estate remain the same or continue to go up. That just doesn't make any sense. If the cost of money goes up and I'm going to buy a property, I'm going to buy an apartment building, the cost of money goes up then you, the seller, if I'm going to buy it and now the cost of that money is going to cost me 7%, you as a buyer are forced to bring your prices down because your buyer pool, who is buying real estate just to say that they own real estate, most buyers, most investors are investing to create cash flow, right? We're in business to make money. That is a component of what we do. So it just didn't make any sense. I knew that cap rates were going to decompress, meaning that cap capitalization rates were going to go up. When interest rates go up, cap rates have to go up, meaning that prices have to come down because if I'm buying a property and I want a cash flow and the cost of money is higher than the sellers, either A, don't sell it, hold it longer until rates come back down. Or if you're going to sell it, you're going to have to decrease your prices too so that your new buyer can actually cash flow, right? And that leads me right into my first point. The basic economic fundamentals, right, is that when the cost to borrow money goes up, that thing that you're purchasing is going to obviously cost you more. That means that affordability goes down. So if you're buying real estate, if you buy a house at 3%, it's going to be a certain payment, right? A certain dollar amount. That means that the price of the product that you're buying, so the asset you're buying in this case, real estate, it must come down. Because now affordability is not there. Which brings me to, to the second point, And I want to share this example is when, when interest rates go up, payments go up. That means that as a flipper, when I flip a house, my values come down. I'm in the money moving business. So 
if I have a house that I want to move, I got to make sure that I stay in the affordability area. Let me give you an example. If I was to sell a house last year for 300000 and the person that was buying it was getting an interest rate of 3%, their payment would have been twelve sixty-five a month, $1,265 per month. For that same house this year, $300,000 at now the new interest rates of around 5.75, that same house would be $17.51 per month. Same exact house, just different interest, right? About $500 a month difference in payment, guys. That's, that's substantial. So if you're out there and you have a job and this person is you or someone you may know, and they have a job earning fifty or sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year, did their income go up by thirty percent, forty percent over a year, right? Because the bank rules don't change. So there's something called DTI, debt to income ratio. And the debt to income ratio says that your gross revenue for most part divided by two, fifty percent, that should include now your car payment, your credit card payments, that's a premium on your credit. And now your mortgage payment cannot exceed 50% of your gross revenue. So if your income, if your gross revenue as uh, in your job did not increase by that much monthly, you no longer qualify for that loan. So if I'm the seller of a property and I understand this, I have to lower my price so that it's affordable for my market, for who I'm selling, for my potential customers. That makes sense? Sounds right? It feels right, right? It's just simple mathematics. So when someone says interest rates are not going to affect the market, they are wilding out. They are absolutely tripping. They have no idea what they're saying. It makes no sense. And number three, affordability goes down, right? So this goes kind of all hand in hand. Credit card interest rates are variable, meaning that they vary according to what's happening with the interest rates. If you have a home equity line of credit, those for the most parts are variable. They're not fixed rates, right? That means that when Fed's rates go up, your payments are going to go up. And just so you understand the Fed rate, the Fed rate does not directly affect the interest rate. It indirectly affects the interest rates. But when the Feds increase the interest rates, that's just interest that, that goes up that the banks can now borrow from the central banking system. And when the banks now have to pay higher interest rates to the central banking systems to, to put continue to put money into our economy then they're going to pass that cost on to the consumer, which is you and I. What you're going to see is you're going to start seeing less cars in dealerships. We've already seen that because of uh, supply chain issues, right? It's hard to get supply these days. But you're going to see that because these dealers are using money. They're borrowing money to buy these cars. And when the cost of goods go up, the cost of the money goes up, right? They may not be able to afford as much. Now, employers, right? People that create jobs, the entrepreneurs like myself and, and some of you listening, when, when we have to go, it costs us more money, it's more expensive to borrow money to infuse into our business, then we can't pay as much to people. So what happens is the we, we lay people off, companies lay people off, and that's where that snowball effect begins to happen, right? Prices start to go down, which is what they're trying to do, lower inflation, and uh, and so on and so forth. So this is going to have a major effect, the interest rates, not just on real estate, but across the whole economy when when the cost of money goes up, right? Because the oxygen for businesses is cash flow. And a lot of businesses borrow money 
to make payroll, right? From, from month to month, many businesses. So these are my three points of why real estate prices change when interest rates go up. So basically they change because payments change. Always remember this in real estate. People buy payments, not houses. People are buying payments. So they look at, they go to their mortgage lender. They see, hey, what based on my income, what can I qualify? What's my pre-qualification? What do I qualify for? They say, based on your income, the maximum payment you can afford is this. They reverse engineer it. That equals a $250,000 mortgage. Based on your income, you cannot buy a house for more than $250,000 with taxes and insurance being this much. Your payment cannot exceed this much. So now they reverse engineer it. They go back to their realtor and say, hey, here's my pre-approval. I can only afford a house up to this amount. And that, guys, is how the prices of real estate goes down. So as the prices of real estate goes down, as the interest rates go up, price of real estate must come down. And then what happens is now all of these higher price homes start to sit there. This qualifies buyers, right? So there's less buyers qualified because income is not keeping up with uh, with interest rates and payments. So there's less buyers out in the street because the money is more expensive. So now houses keep piling on because now there's less prospects. And that's how we go from a, from a seller's market to a buyer's market. And guys, right now, seeing that happen before our eyes, we're seeing from a seller's market to a buyer's market, just like that. We're seeing it happen in front of us. Guys, I appreciate you guys watching. If you appreciate and you like what you saw here, give us a thumbs up, give us a comment, let us know what you think. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you very, very much for, for taking the time and watching us. And uh, again, give us a thumbs up, give us a positive review, and let's discuss it. Let's, chat, let's talk about it in the chats. Peace out. And again, you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you'd like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.